Want to advertise your business in a cost-effective way? It's time to give podcast advertising a try. Research shows a high rate of podcast listeners made a purchase as a result of an ad they heard on a podcast. Visit podbean.com slash brands to launch a cost-effective podcast advertising campaign in minutes. That's P-O-D-B-E-A-N dot com slash brands. See my hole right here? Yeah. That was my Sammy Hagar that fell the other day and broke. So. Oh, that's an impressive wall, though. And that's just a piece of what, 400 of them? Yeah, it's pretty. It's, it is a pretty impressive collection. That's awesome. For sure. Rattle out, drop a few names for us. Uh, man, one of my favorites, I've got B.B. King and Bobby Blue Bland. The album is called Together for the First Time Live. And I got autographed by B.B. and Bobby both. I've got Merle Haggard album live from Muskogee, Oklahoma wow. Auditorium. I've got a poncho and lefty autographed by Willie and Merle. Coolio, I've got Two Chains, I've got Johnny Rivers, I've got Heart, Cheap Trick. I mean, yes, 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 and yes. Welcome to Yolitics, the home of cold beer and hot takes on Texas politics. Welcome back to uh, Yolitics here. Let's start with a question for Wheeler. What's the question? Last concert you went to see, what was it? John Tesh? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Yanni. No, it was... was it um, no, God, no. It was... Um, the last one I went to see would have been... Gosh, it's been a long time. I mean, I, I, that's a good trick question. It was... I think it was Austin City Limits two years ago. It wasn't that long ago. I mean, geez, that's... There's it been a was lot that happened long in the last ago. two years. Huh? It was that long ago. That's a long time. Yeah, pre-pandemic. That does seem like uh, eight I hadn't, years ago. I hadn't even thought about it. Uh, you, you know what's interesting is that um, I really, really was going to go to this ACL this year. Uh, and I, the, the reason I wanted to go was because, you know, there's a lot of acts that you can see on there. And, the, you know, the lineup was pretty decent. You get a good, you know, mixed bag of people. But I really wanted to hear Stevie Nicks just because... You know, she's you know getting up there in years. She's legendary, legendary and I've never yeah. heard her. And so it's a good opportunity to go listen. And I grew up on that stuff uh, when, I, when I was a little kid. And yeah, you're an old so, guy. Yeah. So I wanted to go listen and uh, she canceled. You know, I, I, I was so angry. Oh, she because canceled? I, I didn't know Oh, that. yeah. So I was so angry that I couldn't get an ACL ticket. I mean, I tried and tried and tried and tried and tried. And it just kept, you know, kicking me out and kicking me out. And then they were all sold out within, you know, however many minutes. And so, you know, I was angry about that whole thing. And then lo and behold, a couple of weeks ago, uh, she uh, ended it. She she's not showing up to that or any of the other festivals, any of that stuff because of COVID. Mm. She's she's concerned about COVID. And I thought, wow, if I had bought that ticket, I would be so disappointed right now because that's like that was like the main you know person that I wanted to get to see uh, in, in person there. You know, I, I didn't. And so. Yeah, she did. She canceled that, all yeah. of that. Yeah, I, and I didn't mean for that question to get you so worked up, man. It sounds like you need a beer. I, I do, and it's funny. I have one. It's like you're setting me up. It's like you're a step ahead of me today. <laughs> we almost and every day. This one. What are you drinking today? Ah, <laughs> uh, another one of these. Dang, I can't twist this thing off. <laughs> and this is a domestic. What's Insert going on here? here right? Why? What is it? Yingling? Are you having a, a no? Yingling this now? is called. I didn't buy this. It's called a drive-through red dry hopped red ale. It sounds like something I might not like or might really like. You'll appreciate this. I'm having a, a jukebox. 
a jukebox <laughs> music. This is from Carbox. That's great. This is uh, from the 713 in Houston. Uh, it's a Texas-style box, so let's crack this open and talk music here. So we're, we're talking about music uh, <clears throat> with the jukebox box here that I'm having, yeah. and we're talking about ACL. We're not talking about Stevie Nicks in this. But it's yeah. all about what, what uh, you know, this fall and perhaps next spring is likely to look like. Right. Uh, and, and who knows what it's going to look like because, you know, okay, on one hand, we had, you know, Stevie Nicks pulling out of all of these shows saying, you know, I can't do this. Um, you know, COVID is too much of a concern, uh, blah, blah, blah. Uh, on the other, if you are a Chris Stapleton fan uh, and maybe you're one of amazing. I couldn't have believed that. Where okay, so this was Globe Life Field, right in Arlington. Yeah, in so, Arlington, August twenty first, yeah, uh, sat- so, Saturday night, and it looked like there was a four hundred thousand people there. Yeah, it, it was shoulder to shoulder. It looked like uh, you know, like Live Aid, and where do they have Live Aid? Like in London, in like eighty eight. <laughs> it it looked insane. Everyone's hands in the air. I mean, just shoulder to shoulder. You talk about a super spreader event, and the roof is closed as well. Yeah, yeah. You know, and, I, I might be able to talk myself into it being up top in the nosebleeds if the roof is open, but man. Yeah, and, and this as the, the Delta variant is raging and we're getting this sort of flashing red warning signs daily here in Texas telling us how, not how many, how few ICU beds are still left right. and how the, you know, they're just piling people up in hospitals and you see these people just jam packed in there. Uh, it, it is a stunning takeaway when you see that and then on the other end of the spectrum you know you you hear from the stevie nicks and the garth brooks who have said hey you know what i'm gonna stop the shows here for a while this doesn't feel safe it doesn't feel right to gather people this closely again in 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 these many numbers uh and then you 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 wonder like well who's gonna win out here Uh, so you look to the big promoters the big pushers of these music events and we know that austin city limits did something very smart the other day uh, they're not saying you have to be vaccinated to come to the concert this year. They're saying you have to have a negative COVID test, uh, but that if you would like, you can give them a proof of vaccination so that you don't have to do the COVID test. But they're not requiring that you give them proof of vaccination. So they're slipping around there, it, it feels like in a way, but it feels very smart Uh but it's you know achieving the same end goal, right? Uh, but they're just getting past that whole issue of you know becoming this lightning rod for quote unquote requiring vaccinations. It's another thing entirely what they're doing to say we require a negative test. Let's talk about though another legendary venue that has made some news lately. It's Billy Bob's in Fort Worth. Yeah, I I've been in front of Billy Bob's. I've been. Out behind Billy Bob's, I've never been inside Billy Bob's. I'm mm. embarrassed to say that I've been to some other watering holes over there, but um, I, I know all about Billy Bob's. And on the line with us now, Marty Travis, the general manager, and and Marty, uh, Marty's been in the news lately, Jason. Yeah, Marty, I, I I think we should just start off by asking you how your week is going right now because <laughs> last week was a, a doozy. Well, before the Jason Isbell opportunity put itself in front of me, I had. Pre-planned taking PTO last week and the first part of this week in anticipation of walking into Kid Rock. And then Monday, before I got the phone call from AEG about the Jason Isbell show, it kind of ruined my weekend. Marty, so you get the phone call from Isbell's folks, and they say they want everyone vaccinated there. 
Walk me through how this uh, kind of unfolded. What, what goes through your mind on this? And did you think you could do it? And what was the reaction from the uh, your customers? Well, we don't have customers. We have guests. But we have, when I first got the phone call from the Isbell people, and they said, hey, can you do this? I said, I've been chasing Isbell for three years. I'd love to have him. Let's see if we can pull it off. And to me, it's just another checkpoint. Because unfortunately, when the government was putting together a plan for the vaccinations, they were trying to get people vaccinated and save lives. And I respect that, but they didn't put a lot of thought process into the paperwork of the actual vaccination card. Of course, with your driver's license, it can be scanned. It's got some check marks on it. But I knew that at Billy Bob's, our policy is we, we check IDs to make sure you're 21 to drink and we stamp your hand. We scan your ticket to make sure it's a good ticket and we'll let you in. The vaccination card is just another piece of the puzzle, just another checkpoint for us. So now as people showed us their ID, if they showed us their vaccination card, or their negative COVID test, can I prove that it's real or not? I can't because there's too many variations of it out there. Uh, but we did everything we could. And I told my staff, I said, as long as it's not written in crayon and somebody's trying to make a reasonable attempt to produce this document, then let's let them in. I mean, it's not, uh, I, I can't double check and cross check everything. Marty, did y'all turn uh, anyone away? Uh, yeah, we had we had two incidents on the night. So everybody asked, they said, how was your, how was your night? One guy said, I'm not giving you my vaccination card. And we said, well, you can't get in, but we did provide at, at our expense a very expensive opportunity for people to go get their um, a rapid test taken here on property. Uh, and I know that just to veer off for a second, Maroon 5 did that the other night at, at Dos Equis, and it was $30 if you wanted a vaccination, if you wanted a uh, test. negative test. Uh, we offered it for free, and it was very expensive for us. But to me, it was kind of a marketing piece to let people know that you know, we're trying to give you every opportunity to come and see the show. It's an option. If you want to come do it, we're not going to turn you away because of uh, you didn't have time to go get it or you didn't have time to do this or that. So we provided it. And so one, the two instances that we had on the night, one guy spit at one of my guys and took off running and we just let him go. And another guy got kicked out because he got into a fight with his wife. And other than that, we didn't have any instances all night. And I will tell you that at that particular show, we were, you know, at most of our shows, now that the mask policy is optional, there's not very many masks of people walking around. There's one or two percent of the people in the club. I'll promise you the night of Jason Isbell, by choice, uh, there were probably 20 to 25 percent of people wearing masks uh, just because of their own personal decisions. And, you know, I intro the shows a lot where I get up to ladies and gentlemen, please welcome whoever. And the first thing I say ever since the pandemic started or we got back to work last week, by the way, was one year we've been back in business. I would tell people on the on the on the microphone, hey, if you choose not to wear a mask, we're completely supportive of you. If you choose to wear a mask, we're also supportive of you. I mean, it's it's your choice. If you want to wear a mask, wear a mask. If you don't, don't. But when the governor and the mayor and the county judge and all the people put rules in front of us when the pandemic broke and we started to get back get get, get our business back, we followed every rule. We followed the TABC, we called, followed code compliance, the health department, the fire department, code capacities, police department, you name it, we, we followed every rule. And when the governor said, hey, you don't have to wear a mask anymore, we followed that rule too. And, you know, some of my, some of my staff still wear masks and some of my guests wear masks and, and we're supportive of either one of them. We've, it's a form of harassment either way, whether you're harassing somebody for not wearing a mask or harassing somebody for wearing a mask. So it's very serious right here with us on how we – um, how we want to look to people because we've spent so much time and effort and money this last year, especially was our April one was our 40th anniversary. 
And so we had a lot of news and media attention on us. I mean, we, did, we didn't need any negative press of, of what we were doing or how we were doing it. So we, we really tried to follow the rules. I wore a mask religiously when we had to because I knew that if I didn't wear it, my people would say, we're not wearing it. But if I wore it, go, well, Marty's wearing it. I got him. Bro. I got to wear it. So it was, you know, we, we followed the rules. We did it right. We were very clear of the expectations of our staff and our guests on social media and our in-house meetings. But we were very clear with, with how we were going to handle it. And we did it. The, the national finals was a challenge because some Cowboys, they did not want to wear a mask. But we enforced the best we could. We had some altercations and we, we worked through them. And then we're all we're all better from it now. Well, uh, big congrats on hitting that 40 year mark. I know that that is not an easy thing to do in your industry. So that's impressive. Um, uh, so it sounds like you were able to you've been able to kind of go straight down the middle of the road here and and, and keep the car on the road. Um, but it wasn't well received by some people, um, you know, and I know that, you know, you, you get skewered on social media these days for just about anything, but talk a little bit about what the fallout was like for people who haven't followed this closely. So, you know, Jason Isbell wants his, uh, you know, crowd there in the audience to be vaccinated. You're just sort of, you know, complying with that and doing your best to make sure that that happens or that people have a negative COVID test. Seems pretty simple, you know, when you hear it laid out like that. But uh, just explain some of the, the the more virulent responses that you got in the aftermath. You know, it of is that. that simple. That's what the, you know. I, I saw the other day where I believe it was Live Nation said they're going to start doing COVID vaccination requirements at all of their venues, and they're not starting till October first. I said, well, start today. I mean, it's not that hard. But there's the legalities of it. They deal with bigger venues. There's a labor shortage in some in some markets. So. I, I get it, but you know, we if we were going to do it, we were going to do it that day. We're not going to wait for a month. Bill Hobbs has no intention of, of the vaccine policy moving forward. It was that one artist that one night, but yeah, you know, I get I get nasty emails because somebody didn't get their favorite song played by you know Casey Don, uh, and some people were were pretty mean, pretty pretty rude about it, and people stay on their ground, but a lot of people hide from their keyboards, hide behind their keyboards, and so when we. When we opened up that night for Isabel, I was expecting a little bit more of a protest crowd or a little bit more live presence of people being upset. And there, there wasn't. The people that were here wanted to see the show. We virtually had no problems from the people that wanted to be here. The people that didn't want to be here, they just stayed home. Uh, and the emails and the phone calls, man, I can take those all day long. I, I don't. I listen to them because if if 1% of my crowd is, is upset about something, I understand. If 15% of my crowd is mad about something, I understand that as well. And this was a very, very small piece. I would say that the media uh, pieces to us were probably 85, 15 positive. Uh, not about what we were doing, but the fact that we were allowing people to make a choice or allowing people to, to kind of find their own path of how they want to do it. And this one night, this one artist, these are the requirements. And it wasn't whether we were requiring papers for people to come in. It was this artist this night wanted to have a safety um, level that, that we just were not used to. So we and I currently and I've got, I have contracts all the way into next year for artists. And I, I currently have zero on my books that are asking or requiring for this. So all of my contracts are current. But if somebody pick a name uh, in November, call me and say, we're going to change. we got to have vaccination policies in place. Well, now we're renegotiating the contract. Now I have to decide, can I do it legally by TABC or government or mayor, whoever tells me I can't. And do I want the backlash of, of the, what I just did with Jason Isbell? The backlash wasn't that bad, so that wouldn't really affect me. It would be more of one-up, I thought it was a good show and I'm, I'm going to be a positive uh, event, or 
uh, if, I, if, I, if I choose not to. But uh, I have no plans on doing it. I have no intentions on doing it. One, one thing that changed me is during the, during the pandemic, I felt like I was changing my business model about every three weeks because the laws were changing. The capacities were changing. The, the labor needs were changing. So we just rolled with the times. We're going to continue to roll with it now. So as, as the governor, the mayor, whoever the powers may be, uh, that changes things, uh, we'll adhere to it and do what we can to try to be good business people. Uh, I, I The last thing I need is my owners to come down on me because I'm getting negative press from the governor, the mayor, whoever it may be. So we need those people as allies. We don't need them as enemies. And so the last thing I'm going to do is dig my heels in and say, we're not doing this because of this. Yeah, man, that's not my business. I'm, I'm here to sell beer and produce good music. And if we do that, then the people will come to us. Um, if we pay our taxes, we keep our, all of our permits in line and, and we do everything we can just to be good business people. We want the stockyards to thrive and we're going to do that by, by being good business people, not by being uh, derelicts in society. Marty, uh, um, before the Isbell show, had you heard of this law that the legislature just passed uh, uh, about vaccine passports, banning vaccine passports, any businesses? No, I so I'm a Jason Isbell fan, but I didn't even think about this, but the week before, Jason played three shows in Austin and they follow the vaccine procedures and, and they supposedly made it without, without conflict. And so I said, man, we can do it too. And then, you know, somebody sent me a thing that says, you can't do this. So I reached out to TABC because once again, I want an ally and said, Hey, am I going to ruffle your feathers? If I do this, I don't want to start, a, I don't want to start a problem, but this was on Wednesday or Thursday. I can't remember. What I said, I said, tell me now, I've got people jumping through hoops to make the to make the uh, testing site ready for us to get our beer in that we were more beer than we normally needed. I mean, I, I got all these people jumping through hoops to make this happen. So if you're going to shut me down, shut me down now so I can deal with it. But I said, if you try to shut me down, the media is going to backlash on you, not on me. So he said, "Look, Marty, there's some there's some there's some clarity issues with the way it's written, the way it's interpreted." He said, I'll get back with you on Monday. We'll go from there. And Monday, Monday, TBC called me and said, hey, you know, we, you know, this is just so you're aware that this, first of all, he said, how was your Jason Isabel show? I said, it was great. Nope. I got told you. He said, um, you know, according to state bill, blah, 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 it's unlawful to do this. And I said, hey, man, now that it's clear, I get it. I said, Bill Bob's has no plans for the future. We have no plans of doing it. Uh, I know that there's other venues and other organizations and other sports teams and concert venues and artists are going to start requiring it. So you're going to have this problem again and again and again. He said, we get it. And he said, eventually it's going to level out till we have a very, very clear understanding. But until then, uh, we just, you know, if it's not in your plans, we'll just leave it alone. I said, thank you. Marty, one thing you said, I'm sorry to interrupt you. You said you ordered more beer. Do Isbell people drink more beer than other artists, fans? No, but the Isbell show was going to be bigger than the Roger Craig show that we had. So we were just making sure that our inventory levels were right. We had Case Donnie the next night. Ah. Had already, we had already pre-ordered beer to come in after the whatever show we did on Friday. And then Casey had a big show on Saturday. So we just make sure that we had the right amount of pre-ordered beer. I have to pre-order my beer cold. Because if I get it hot, it doesn't have time to get cold before the show. So we have to make sure that the beer companies put it in their coolers the night before uh, to make sure that we provide you a nice, cold, frothy beverage that night. And I don't know if you guys are Yingling drinkers. Yes. But Yingling debuted here at the Isbell show. Ah. We brought it in craft. We brought a couple of kegs in and then uh, their package beer starts in a couple of weeks. We're going to bring in Yingling as one of our beers now. So 
And, you know, the, the little things, Marty, that I've always taken for granted, I didn't realize that you, you know, go to the trouble of getting it cold delivered to you so that it, you know, can be nice and cold when when, yeah. when someone orders it. It's good to know these little back things. Hey, look, so for people hey, who real, aren't familiar, hey, real quick, I'm sorry, go ahead. I'd rather get a negative email about Jason Isbell and a vaccine policy than I would get a negative email about hot beer. <laughs> so. So you'll take that pile of emails. Um, as long as the beer is cold. Yeah, no one likes warm beer. So uh, let's take a quick break here. I'm going to go uh, top off. Just don't tell the managers I'm having a second one on this one. So for people who aren't familiar with TABC, when you mentioned that, it's the Texas Alcoholic Beverage Commission, and uh, that's a very big deal uh, to, to you and to a lot of uh, different venue owners because, you know, that's where uh, a lot of the money is made is in alcohol sales, of course. Uh, and, and when that's under threat, when you think, well, you know, I don't want my permit to be in jeopardy here, uh, you'll jump through a lot of hoops. Uh, and, and so I'm curious your thoughts about that, you know, going forward here, how will venues do this if another artist comes along and says, I, I want everybody vaccinated in the crowd. How is that going to be possible? You know, because there's going to be a lot of businesses, probably yours included, that would think, well, I, I don't want to mess up, you know, with the TABC. Yeah, the um, TABC, I read a really nice article, um, I believe it was Saturday um, after the Isabel show was over, but it was in the Texas Restaurant Association. And uh, it said TABC is, is to educate before enforce. So TBC's out there educating people, not trying to get people in trouble, not threatening to pull anybody's license. They didn't do that with me or anybody else. Uh, but they're educating people about what it is because TBC's still figuring it out, too, because of the way it's written and the way it impacts people, the way it impacts tours of major bands like, you know, the Eagles and Maroon 5 and some of these big, big monster bands. Um, and you got AEG and Live Nation in now. So I don't know where Texas is going to go. And that's why I said I've got to be prepared to move my business model around based on the laws and regulation, and how things change. Uh, yeah, it's a huge concern to me because I've got a lot of money laid out for future events. And if they go sour uh, or I've got to, I've got to face the brunt of the negative media for the artist, then it's a, it's a problem or I could lose shows. I mean, if Willie Nelson came in and said, we demand a vaccination policy and TV says you can't have a vaccination policy. Well, I'm stuck. I mean, I'm in, I'm, I'm in a no win situation because I want Willie and the same breath, I don't want TABC telling me they could potentially uh, alter my business model. So I'm, I'm, um, yeah, I'm, I'm cons- as concerned as I as I can be. But ultimately, I just try to come in every day and do the right things based on the rules that I know that day. Uh, and as they change, we'll adjust and make sure that we're trying to do it the right way. Marty, what what's the future of of entertainment like this? Because that we're still in the middle of the pandemic, obviously. The legislature is still meeting in special session. Who knows what's going to happen in the next special session, which there will be one. Um, is, is this just the kind of the new way of doing business where, where you have to pick up the phone and call TABC all the time to make sure that this is right, that is right, so you don't run afoul of anything? No, I think that's just the issue. I've been, I've been with Billy Bob's 26 years, so I, I have found out that TABC want to be your friends more than they want to enforce things on you. So when I call TABC and go, look, I really would like to do this. And they go, man, you can't do that. But you're thought about this, and you go, ah, that I can make, I can work around that. So if, if you listen to TBC, they'll give you guidance for how the, what they want you to do because TBC needs me as a revenue source, uh, just like I need them to be an, an enforcement commission. Uh, and if I'm doing something wrong, I want to be held accountable. And if I'm doing something that's 
on the line. I want to make sure that I'm on the right side of the line so I don't put myself in a, in a bad spot. I mean, I, I have too much respect for my, my owners that have other businesses in the stockyards to what to let Billy Bob's be a mouthpiece of something that we don't really, I don't want to say support or not support. Yeah, but I you know, I had, I've had many politicians over the years reach out to me about doing fundraisers and galas here. And I go, look, man, I cannot be Republican or Democrat because we are not, we are not a political organization. We're a honky tonk that sells beer and listens to good music. Yeah, it's not a real political business, though, is it? I mean, you get uh, you know different artists, of course, who take stands and so forth. But at the end of the day, it's you know it's about yeah. entertaining and making money and but making people happy. Wanna, isn't it? If you don't want to go, if you don't want to get wet, don't go to Whitewater. <laughs> you know, people have to make a choice. If you don't, if you don't want to follow these rules, you don't want to follow these things that have been laid down or being enforced by the venue, the artist, the state, the government, whatever it is. Then stay home and watch it on YouTube. You know, I don't know what to tell you. I'm, I'm you know, but we're we're going to try to follow the rules we can to make sure that our our guests are safe and happy and that our staff is their jobs are secure. Because ultimately, I think, how do I keep my people working? Pre pandemic, I had two hundred and seventy people on my staff. Today, I have two hundred and forty. So we're we're getting back. We're also not going to full capacity by choice. It has nothing to do with this bill. We um, our capacity previously was six thousand. And I'm currently working at 4500 for a pit show uh, because it just it feels better. It's a better guest experience. It's better on my staff. It's better on the artists. It's better on the ushers and the, the all of our, our crew. It's just a better piece for us. Uh, and I'd rather raise the tickets a couple of bucks and make the same money on a, a thousand less people because we can service them better. We can we can give them the better quality of, of attention that we that we couldn't give them with six thousand people. And you've been back in business for a year uh, here in the pandemic after having to shut down there for a while. Was there a point, Marty, where you just, you know, wondered in 2020, like, I, I don't know if we're going to be able to pull out of this? Yeah, there was a lot of times I was concerned. Kids were home. My wife my wife travels a lot uh, with her work. And so she was home a lot. Matter of fact, we I think we did, at one point we came with like 148 straight days that we laid in the same bed together. And that was that'll put a barometer on your marriage right there. Uh, yeah. I need to I need to be at work and, and stay late nights and she needs to travel just to give us separation from each other and our children. But 140 is important. That'll put a barometer on your marriage, like I said. But I love my wife, I love my kids, so it was not bad. I was completely concerned. I didn't know if it was gonna be uh, a year or two or if the, everybody's gonna die of the black plague or if it was gonna come out of it. But 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 for the business, I mean every week, you know, we're still you know, we were losing money and all the other things that we had to deal with. And so we were uh, very careful about how we were rebudgeting and, and re um, positioning our, our funding to make sure that we we're in the right spot. We got the PPP loan. We paid everybody as long as we could. And then we cried a lot and laughed a lot as people walked out. And didn't know if I was ever going to see them again. I've got a lot of employees that, that are with me that are 20, 25, 30 year employees. And man, when, I, when I'm telling them that I can't help them pay their mortgage or their rent, and that's heartbreaking to me because these, this is my, it's my work family. And so, yeah, it was very concerning to me that um, some people were going to have, you know, real, real challenges, physical, financial, whatever it may be, emotional. And, uh, you know, we got down to 10 employees and the 10 of us that stayed, including myself, we all took 30% cuts in pay. And then slowly, we, when we got to be reopened, we had to rebuild our team. We had to start from scratch, new protocols. So, yeah, it was terrifying. I didn't know if TABC was going to come shut me down or if the mayor's office going to shut me down or code compliance or um, going to get in a fight with somebody. I didn't have any idea. So, yeah, every day I was terrified. But then 
once we did it and we did a couple of them, we did another one, then we did another one, then it just fell into rhythm. We saw the news about Garth Brooks uh, canceling some shows uh, as well, too. Obviously, the, this COVID resurgence is going on. Do you, do you think that you're going to see more artists follow uh, what Garth Brooks did? Artists that aren't hungry, might. Garth ain't hungry. You know what I'm saying? You get some of these guys that they've got a crew. They've got a guitar tech, a bus driver, a merch guy, uh, a publicist, a journalist, a agent, a booking agent. These people got to work. Garth Brooks don't need money. He don't. He's going out because he wants to entertain the fans. And God bless Garth Brooks. And the fact that he's pulling back, it's a shame that his fans aren't going to see him. But Garth can do virtual stuff and on TV, and people can still see him. But you got guys, and I'm not going to mention any names. But you got guys that, you know, they got mortgages to pay. They got they got their bass players got kids, yeah. and they got to be on because if they're not working, they're not earning. And so people that are hungry are going to have to either make a decision about, about their stance on the vaccine or they're going to have to find a new career. Well, well said. Keep the uh, yingling cold for us, man. We're going to come see you soon. Uh, but, okay. but I appreciate you taking the time. You guys have my cell phone. If you want to come out and watch a show, come out and rock the house with me. We'll, I'll, I'll teach you how to drink three-legged monkeys. <laughs> Sold. <laughs> so Marty's got the yingling cold for us, Jason. We're up to road trip over there, man. He thinks we won't call him and take him up on that. He is totally wrong. <laughs> Seriously, we, we need to do, we need to go over there and, and uh, record an episode. I think we should do that. And I think we should just go over there too and not do any work. True. You, you probably know? have your own dressing room there though. It would not surprise <laughs> me if you did. Yeah, I'm big over there in the stockyards. They, they, they just love me. <laughs> Um, so yeah, let us know what you think about this. Uh, we know that, you know, people kind of fall on both sides of this and, and this is just the latest place, you know, I mean, we, we fight over vaccinations, we fight over masks. Now we'll fight over concerts. I think but, um, no, I saw the news early Monday morning, the FDA has given its, its full seal of approval for yeah. the uh, Pfizer vaccine. That's what some of these uh, quote unquote anti-vaxxers were upset about. Oh, well, it's only been emergency approved. It hasn't been right. fully approved yet. Right. Um, and, you know, now that it has, is that going to change any minds? I seriously doubt it. But still, that's just it's peeling away one more layer uh, of that argument. I understand. If, hey, if you don't want to take the vaccine, that's fine. No problem there. But if you're going to have a, you know, an argument like that, at least, you know, think through it a tad. Well, you know, and, and if you're not going to take it, um, you know, how much do you argue when somebody says you got to have this to get into here? You know, it's a, it's it's choices that are tied to other choices, you know, and that's what the people who are asking folks to make the choices are saying, like, hey, this is, you know, you made the decision. That's fine. But I made the decision as a business owner that, you know, for this one, we're going to do this. Right you know. Of course, then the state politics, though, come into play. And that's what uh, Marty Walsh has been navigating, which has been a, a ton of fun, I'm sure. Yeah, I think at the end of the day, you're going to have a lot of places that will do like ACL did, Austin City Limits down there saying, hey, you, you got to have the uh, test to get in. But to bypass that, show us your vaccine card. I actually have a little blue plastic pouch for my vaccine card now. It's almost like a passport holder. Do wow. you have one of those yet? I don't. I have it digitally stored, though, too. Yeah, no, I, yeah, I have it digitally stored as well. I just, uh, it's one of those things that uh, we should get into the plastic business now. I think I'm going to go get it laminated now just to feel like. It's like the social security card. You shouldn't laminate that thing. <laughs> we need to do a podcast on, on, on vaccine card etiquette, I guess. I right. don't know. Right. 
Guys, thanks so much. Uh, I know we, we talked a lot, but I was, we were super uh, stoked to get Marty on this episode. Glad the Yingling's cold there. And thanks he's a character, always. isn't he? he he's, he's great. But thanks, as always, for listening. <laughs>